This is uh, James Montgomery, and this is primarily pro football talk. I got Matt Raymer, the infamous, the legend Matt Raymer on here. So I I brought Matt Raymer up in my first episode. I was talking about my walk-on experience, and uh, me and Matt were the – there was like seven of us who made the team, right, on the walk after after our – two weeks of hell or whatever and i was telling him if i was ever gonna be tested in a 40 or a bench or a high jump or anything i would have never made the team (laughs) but but (laughs) since they didn't do that and they made us basically like who's gonna be who's gonna not quit yeah there's no there's no lies about this james if they would have had us do any athletic testing to make the team you and i would not have made the team yeah, we, pretty simple. Like, like I was, I was running like a five seven forty. Like, I could, I could bench like. I was definitely not running a five seven. Well, I, I mean, you were a defensive back. You should have been running at least a four nine coming out of. But I wasn't running a four four. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> but his story is way better than mine because he finished and he ended up starting at safety as a senior. That's pretty yep. cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. That was the best year of my life. Nah. No, that's not true. I've had a lot of good things after that, but football's yeah. fun in college. We went through hell, but uh, yeah. it was a ton of fun. So. Yeah, we always have that, huh? Me and you. I always have that. Hell yeah! There's nothing like that first uh, first year, especially when you're uh, you know you're walking on. Your life is just football, school, and working out. Like. We played video games. We played a lot of video games. Yeah, we did. We played uh, Halo. We would do push-ups for every death we had. Yeah, we, we at least got some work done that way. We did zombies. <laughs> yeah. A lot, of, a lot of Call of Duty zombies. And also, the um, we would go work in the backyard, remember? We would, like, take turns working in the backyard at my parents' yep. house. Yeah, that was funny. Oh, good yeah. times. Now yeah. I got a kid and... Uh, Takes up quite a bit of time here. Yeah, got a wife and a kid. <laughs> yeah, times go fast. That's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. But Monte, I've been listening to your podcast. This is freaking good. I'm excited to join the show and uh, hear some of your takes and see how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm actually because Raymer is so knowledgeable in the game. It's actually going to be a lot of fun because we can't. I wish we could do some like some like. Uh, Chalk talk, but uh, you can't see on a podcast, unfortunately. So, um, but I do have some takes. I think Raymer. So Raymer's a big Niners fan, big Niners fan. He loves the Niners, and yes, sir. Um, right now, I'm gonna give. Okay, so I talked about the bottom twelve teams in the NFL right now because nobody talks about the bottom twelve. They always talk about the top twelve, but <laughs> I felt like talking about the bottom twelve. And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the middle group before we talk about contenders. So we're gonna t- today's episode's all about uh, NFC and AFC contenders. And I had a list already, but we're gonna update that list because a lot's happened since then. So, uh, but I have a middle group, and so in this middle group, I have Denver, Miami, Arizona, Carolina, and I would even throw San Francisco and LA the LA Rams in there right now because I just don't know if they can win a Super Bowl. Raymer, what about you? What do you think right now? 
don't know. The first thing that jumps into my head after you saying that is the best division in football by far is the NFC West, right? Mm-hmm. And you have three of the four teams <laughs> in the middle. Like they're not even in the top 12. But it's hands down the best division in football. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. They are very good. All four teams have at least a plus 18 point differential this season. Oh. All four teams are at least uh, three and three. Or So the Niners are three and three. Seattle five and zero, oh, Arizona four and two, Los Angeles four and two. Oh. So that's just a big thing that jumps out at me there. But can they win a Super Bowl? I don't. I also think there's probably only like four teams in the league right now that can win a Super Bowl. So I think the middle is probably a heck of a lot larger than you have it. Okay. So all right. So I I will say Cleveland after their performance last week's. Probably in that middle. Well, you have Cleveland ahead of Arizona, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. Are you well, crazy? Okay, okay. So here's how I like to do. I like to split up NFC and AFC. They're separate. They're just. They're not the same. I leave them. They're separate. Okay. So my NFC contenders. I got four of them. I got Tampa Bay, Green Bay. Um. Gosh dang it! Who, who else did I? New Orleans. Uh, I guess New Orleans with Chicago. Yeah, Chicago for sure. And Seattle. And then okay. New, New Orleans would be kind of like fifth, but they're they're a little bit, you know, they're just they're not playing like New, you know, like they don't look like the New Orleans we're used to. They they just don't look nope. like it. Nope, they haven't yet. I mean, they and, don't have Michael, they haven't had Michael Thomas yet, and they won't have him again tomorrow. Well, and, um, and so the way I see it is is I don't see that middle group let, let's just take the NFC teams Carolina, Arizona uh, San Francisco and LA like I just I mean you have to say San Francisco and LA because of the coaches right because the coaches are Super Bowl appearing coaches so I, I, it's hard but I just don't see those teams at this moment beating any of those four teams right now you know like those four teams are clear distinct above them you know I can see Arizona, Los Angeles or the Niners beating Chicago for sure um, I definitely do. You, you, you honestly believe Chicago and Coach and Matt Nagy that much? Chicago, they've they've, they've won. You got them credit. They've won. It was a win, but they should have lost a couple of those games. Yeah, well, they definitely should have lost. But you know what, man? It's hard to say that Nick Foles can't win a Super Bowl. You want to lie? I didn't say Nick Foles. I said Matt Nagy and Chicago. Well, did. yeah, okay, yeah, Matt Nagy. But I, I feel like their defense is set up to keep the score down and keep them in every game. Agreed. I mean, when they play against a top-tier quarterback, can they still do the same thing? And that's what happens in the playoffs. That's why their teams get exposed a lot of times, because they look good, but when they go against a top-tier quarterback, they get shut down. Well, For instance, you look at the Ravens this year. They've had the best defense in the NFL this year, hands down, every game besides playing the Chiefs. They play the Chiefs, they get demolished. <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't even a, like you play against Mahomes and Mahomes shreds them. Yeah. Actually, take them away. Carson Wentz looked pretty good too against them. But yeah. How do you feel about Carson Wentz right now? He's a fighter. I don't know. It's hard not to cheer for because he's a fighter. Yeah. He doesn't always look pretty. He doesn't always do, but he. I think he's a winner, and I think that's. A, I know that's a term that people are like. Oh, that's a stupid term, but he does not under pressure it seems like at this point and he does he scraps his way to victories any way or any form 
when Travis Fulgham, who's been cut on multiple teams, comes out as your best receiver, he's turned Fulgham into a really good receiver, that is saying something. And when they fight back and make it a one-position game in the fourth quarter against the Ravens, that's saying something. Uh, then Thursday night against the Giants, the Giants blew that game, too. That was a joke. But he's still, you can't take it away from what Carson Wentz did to fight, come back and win the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think he is a fighter. And if I had to put money on it, I'd say they win that division. But I don't think any of those teams are very good, especially right now. But you you think the Eagles could could make could do something right? It, like the, down the stretch, the Eagles could do something. They get healthier because if you look at their injuries, a lot of their injuries aren't season ending, and so if they can just make the playoffs, they're a more proven veteran team that can make noise in the playoffs. They at least win one game, right? Yeah, um, they'll have the home field game because that's just how the NFL works. Even though they might make the playoffs with seven wins, which I'm guessing will be somewhere around seven wins, and uh, yeah. So you know, have a home field game, and they can make at least win a game. Okay, so that's yeah, and I'm kind of in agreement with you there, especially in la- like I would I do a segment where I talk about the NFC East because it's really funny, and uh, I actually picked Dallas last week, but I actually don't trust Dallas at all. This is a crazy stat. You ready for this stat? I'm ready. Dallas has 218 points against. Which is the highest in the league? It's the worst. And <laughs> that sounds absolutely right. And the Buccaneers are the bet are the highest points for, and they have a hundred and seventy seven. That's a funny stat. <clears throat> That's crazy, dude. It's so crazy. Well, yeah, Dallas is second on points for at one hundred and seventy three, <laughs> but they're still minus forty five yeah. in point differential. <laughs> Gosh, dude, it's so it's terrible over there, man. And and uh, and um, I, I don't want I don't want to digress from there. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so let's, let's go back to the main topic. Before okay, so I want, to, I want to build. I want you to build your case on. I, I don't. I think you have to build your case for the Bucks. So I think we can knock that out real quick because the Bucks, their defense is actually the defensive identity team. Yeah. The Vita Vea injury is huge. I don't. That should not be lost. Vita Vea was playing at a Pro Bowl level. That's a big loss. But, um, yeah, they're a young group just flying around all over the field. David and um, White, the two yeah. linebackers, are animals. Oh, they're they're fantastic. Levanta David, yeah, he's a stud. They got Shaq Barrett over there. They got Ndamukong Suit. Dude, they're – ugh, the team's loaded. They got Jason Pierre-Paul. A four-finger Jason Pierre-Paul just freaking doing work still too. Yeah, yeah, that team's – so yeah, so we got Tampa. Uh, I I don't like Green Bay. I really don't. I think Green Bay's with with uh, that like New Orleans. Like they they don't cross me as a team that's gonna beat anybody. Like it, so when it this, matters. I got a take for you that I think you would really respect on Green Bay. Yeah. How do you feel when they just go against a team that can out physical them? They just get crushed. If you look at the Niners last year. Just complete dominated him physically. Yeah, and look at the Bucks. The Bucks physically just, just manhandled them, and so I think that might be some of the th- problems they have is when they go against physical teams, they may struggle. Yeah, and, and I don't know what that I don't know what that is because they they can run the ball pretty good, so it's not like they're not physical. They're just not as physical as the physical teams. They run the ball in a different way, though. They don't run your typical. They weren't running it like how Ronald Jones was last week on them. Where Ronald Jones just getting an eye formation, just 
running it down their throat. They're always in shotgun running different outside zones and stuff like that where jo- Aaron Jones just breaks out big runs, which is a beast. And first of all, give Aaron Jones the ball more. He is a freak of – he's an absolute beast. Yeah. But it's a different type of physicality. It's almost reminds me of uh, – I don't know if people can get this right. Remember West Virginia back in the day with uh, – uh, when college football, when they first, the Rich Rodriguez was doing that outside zone, they led the nation in rushing all the time. They would have 70 yard plays all the time. Pat White and I think it was Slayton was a running back. Big plays. All of it. It was so spread out. That kind of reminds me of Green Bay's running attack. But then you go on, but that's not physical. That's just your out scheming people and your speed. But when you go against a physical team where O line or D line can get manhandled, that's di- totally different physicality. And usually in the playoffs, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's what I well and yeah, Chicago's offense is really bad. They're they're twenty sixth overall, I think, twenty seventh in points, and and like twenty sixth in yards per game. So I guess that I mean I mean obviously that's their Achilles heel, right? Um, so Chicago definitely has some holes. They can't run the ball either. Yeah. Seattle can't stop anybody. However. I think Seattle's defense is improving. If you go look at the stats from game to game, they're steadily improving as a defense. And I think, really? yeah, and I and I think um, uh, Jamal Adams has been out the last game too, so that's yeah. a big deal. So I I think if you continue to see that steady improvement, I think by the end their defense is going to be set because they're. I mean, we all know that their offense is legit, but uh, you know, all, their Achilles heels their defense. Which is opposite of Chicago, so yeah, okay, all, all, all agree with you, bro. We're gonna throw San Francisco and L.A. Rams into the NFC contenders because because these other teams have significant holes that can be exposed. So I don't have that convinced. I think every team has significant holes, and I think the Cardinals are right in that conversation too. Um, but I, my point was saying that I wouldn't trust the Bears any more than I would trust any of those three teams in the NFC West. I think the only team right, the only teams that I think are stand out are Seattle because Russell Wilson is kind of like the NFC version of Patrick Mahomes right now, and then uh, you have the Bucks with their just all around team effort. Um, I think stand out the most. Yeah, so Seattle, so so even we could just say Seattle and Tampa Bay are in their own category, and then everybody else. I would say so. Okay, yeah, no, I I like that better because I I don't trust Green Bay. I really don't. Like I I watch them play the Bucks, and they it, there's a crazy stat on Aaron Rodgers where he when he's losing at any point in the game, he's under five hundred winning those games, and he's the only really? top in his career. Uh, he's at four seventy. His his the percentage is four seventy seven. And he's the only quarterback in those top tier quarterbacks. All all the other ones have above five hundred records. They wow. uh, there's like seven other quarterbacks on top of him in that category. When he's oh, at, are, that's insane. That yeah. is a wild stat. I did not know that. Yeah, that go 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 look surprising. it up. No wonder they drafted Jordan Love. Colin Colin wow. Cowherd, Colin Cowherd called it out. He's like, but <laughs> so, gotta, so before we round up this NFC picture here. What is one team you think the NFC will make noise by the end of the year? Oh, like an improving team? Oof. Yeah. Uh, so, you I, know, there's, this is you think we're only six games in the season. We have so much season left. Yeah. Well, I do like the Niners to recover, but but really, my team, my team to make noise at the end is Carolina. Whoa. 
I think trusting Teddy, huh? Yeah, I think that team is uh, way better than we think. Uh, I think they, I think they are a steady, steady, steadily improving for sure. That's fair. They're much better this year than we thought, and they've missing uh, McCaffrey this whole time. So, yeah. um, the receiving core is playing great between Moore and Anderson. Yeah, and so. and they got Curtis Samuel, dude. That that's a that's like a top three receiving core under the radar. You know, that's like I say it's an under radar one. I don't say it's top three, but I say it's under the radar one for sure. Yeah, who do you got? Who do you got? Top receiving cores. Top receiving cores. Yeah. Um, Probably well, the Rams Tampa Bay easily now. Yeah, Tampa Bay, the Rams. Evans, Godwin, and now Antonio Brown. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say they're definitely uh, number one. Um, the Rams are good. Um, Seattle's good. Dallas, I guess Dallas is receiving. Right, Dallas, yeah, Dallas is probably two. Um, yeah, I think even, I, yeah, I'll try. Let's move right out there. The Chiefs and the Chiefs have yeah. seen everywhere. Um, so they're a top ten. They have a top ten receiving core. Carolina, they got a top. Yeah, 10. I mean Robbie Anderson exceeded everybody's expectations this year. You just get him outside the Jets and look what happens. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, the Jets. Oh, dude, have you seen their schedule? Brutal. Bro, they're not. I don't. I had to pray for them earlier, bro, because there's there's just no way they're gonna win. You should, dude. You gotta go look at that schedule, bro. They want they want they want Lawrence, so I don't think they. I, most fans that I talk about their Jets, they want to lose all of them. They want Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> trade Donald for maybe a second round pick, and they get Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, well, all right, let's move on to AFC. AFC. So I updated this. I updated this. I still have Kansas City. In first, Pittsburgh now is second in the AFC. Tennessee third, Baltimore fourth, Buffalo fifth, the Raiders sixth, and then it gets a, it gets a little jumbled. But I got Indianapolis seventh. So like Indy, Cleveland, and New England are kind of like in that seventh spot. Who? Okay. Yeah, and and really, honestly, uh, I I like the Raiders. I I mean, I know, I mean, they're in the division with Kansas City, but they're fit. Like they're dude, they got Tom Cable on the offensive line. <laughs> you like Tom Cable? Yeah, dude, I love Tom Cable, and uh, he. I, I mean, I think he's the second best O line coach in the league, and dude, they just freaking mow people down. They just uh, control the line of scrimmage. You know, they're physical. There's no doubt about it. Hopefully, they uh, play tomorrow against the Bucks and. All their COVID tests come back negative tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so I just this is the first time me hearing this, and I completely agree with you on your rankings here. Uh, I think the Chiefs are still number one, and I don't think it's even close. Um, yeah. I still would, if I had to bet money to win the Super Bowl, I'd bet on the Chiefs right now. Uh, their defense is much better than um, advertised, and then you have you have the best player in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And then uh, I think Pittsburgh deserves their five and zero. They deserve to be two. Um, we'll find out. Between them and Tennessee tomorrow, they yeah. play tomorrow. Um, should be that should be a physical game. Talk about a physical game. Uh, but I trust Pittsburgh's defense better. Even yeah. though Devin Bush torn ACL is a brutal injury, brutal injury for Steelers. He's an animal. Um, and then I think Baltimore should be four still. Yeah, Baltimore's got that, questions. I think there's a big drop. Yeah, 
Yeah, there is a big drop. I think Buffalo clearly shown that they're not part of that top group like everybody thought, right? Um, what the heck's going on with their defense? Their defense was supposed to be good this year. Well, no. Last, like, two or three weeks, it's been really bad. And Ch- I mean, Edmonds is an animal. Tredavious White should be really good. Like, what's going on there? So, so they did play Casey and Tennessee. So, let's – now, they did hold – Derrick Henry had, like, under 50 yards rushing in that game. Oh, valid. That's a good point. And, and – um. But Clyde Edgelair had like 170 on him. Yeah, I mean, every dude, Kansas City's gonna yard you up. Like, the, I mean, you're gonna if you can keep Kansas City below 400 yards, I think you're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, only, only the Broncos though. Or no, the Chargers going. The Chargers won this year. They kept him down. The Chargers kept him down, the and then the the Patriots kept him down for three quarters. Oh, that's right. That's right. Bill Belichick. And I honestly, until the Raiders beat them. I actually believe the only way to beat the Chiefs was the way the Patriots did, tried to do it until yeah. the, until the Raiders beat them, and then the Raiders beat them, and I think that gives everybody hope because then you can – it's like you can beat them in a shootout. Like, you can. It is possible to beat them in a shootout. Well, the Raiders dropped everybody in coverage, but they had some freaking – they just – how they rushed the quarterback was so different. They tried to just, just make Mahomes run all over the place back there, and he oh. ran – everywhere around and so they dropped in coverage they didn't allow the deep ball which was killing the second half second half they didn't um they only give what one touchdown i believe in the second half um yeah there was a really interesting scheme by the raiders uh but i'd only think that once the chiefs and any week can scheme against it a little bit they're gonna get them next time yeah but I, I do but, like I do like the raiders uh to be the second team in that division and make the playoffs though um so I have them at number six, and the only reason they're six and not above Buffalo is because Buffalo beat them head to head. No, that's yeah. I agree. I think Buffalo deserves it at this point. The Raiders have a really bad loss to the Patriots. Where they, I don't say it was a bad loss because they lost, it was a bad loss of how they lost. They got absolutely manhandled in the Patriots. Patriots ran the ball down their throat. They oh, couldn't yeah. stop the run for anything. Um, and then I know you mentioned the Colts. I would just say the Colts. I have zero confidence in. I think they have a run of talent. I don't trust Philip Rivers at his age. I just don't think he can make the plays. He came back and beat the Bengals last week, but that's the Bengals. Um, I don't have faith in the Colts. Uh, but I think they're a solid team. Yeah. They'll be a solid 500 well, team, though. So who do you think takes that seventh spot? Do you think it's Indy, or do you think it's Cleveland or New England? Or Miami, even. Heck, Miami's 3-3 three and three right now. Uh, I bet Cle- I'm just guessing Cleveland has the harder strength to schedule. Schedule meaning because they have to play Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Um, in that division, and I think Cincinnati's not an easy game anymore. They play Cincinnati tomorrow, so we'll see what happens. Um, Indianapolis, man, I, I don't know. It's just going to be, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. I can't even tell you which one I have more confidence in. Probably the Colts because their schedule. Yeah, but um, I mean, I, I, I think New England. I think New England will recover from that two and three start. Um, End up nine and seven and give themselves a chance anyway. Uh, well, the Niners will beat them tomorrow, so that'll drop them to two and four. <laughs> <laughs> Even though the Niners, have you seen all the injuries tomorrow? For the oh Niners? gosh, like, dude. both starting safeties are hurt now. It's both. like ten, dude. They, their list just goes and it just keeps it's going. Unbelievable. Is this like the most NFL history? Like, what is going on here? Hey, it's like seven starters on their defense out. Well, it's the lack of preseason. People don't realize that you need the preseason to get your legs in shape, you know? Like, 
Yeah. You need Trent the... Williams might be out too tomorrow. The freaking left tackle. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, man, it's crazy. Yeah. But. No, no, the, 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 you need the preseason. Um, but, but going back to Buffalo's defense, I was watching them play the Raiders, right? And they have this uncanny ability in the open field to close before they turn around. There was like this, uh, couple plays. Guy catch the ball, turn around. There's four white jerseys that weren't even on the screen, and all of a sudden they're on the screen tackling him, like gang tackling him. So they're swarming the ball. They're swarming the ball, but they do give up the big shots. They do. They do give up big plays. Well, they got a shutdown corner in Trevius White. I'm not sure who their other corner is. Uh, their, their pass rush is lacking. They have to send extra on the blitz, and what happens is is it leaves the, op- it leaves the middle of the field open with the tight ends, and they get these uh, big plays in the middle of the field, not so much on the outsides. It's, yeah, I've heard. I've heard they, they give a lot of um, run to the slot receivers. So they can't. They sense. can't get pressure with four. They can't get pressure with four. They want Ed to. Ed Oliver. Get... Ed Oliver was supposed to be an animal, and he hasn't uh, produced. Yeah. And then they, uh, they have Lawson. They have a couple other ones, but. But they they want to get pressure with four, and that's the way. Uh, um, Frazier, right? Leslie Frazier. Is it Frazier? Le- Leslie Frazier. No, uh, uh, he the the defensive coordinator. The oh, old, oh, Leslie Frazier. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Les Leslie Frazier. The way he, I mean, if you remember back to the Minnesota defenses, it's like base defense rush four have good four. Yeah, your DNs were a beast with the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got good pass rushers, and then you can play coverage, and you got freaking Shane uh, uh, Har- Harrison back there. You know, you got you got good coverage. Xavier Rhodes, Harrison Smith. I mean, they were loaded over there, you know? And now uh, that's what he wants, but you, you, when you got to send blitzes with the linebackers, it leaves you exposed in the middle of the field, and that's what's going on. So um, until they can solve that problem, they're still going to be fifth in our rankings. But, so I want to hear you debate Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Oh, okay. So Tennessee defense is for sure a weak spot. For sure. And now that they have all those, they had a couple injuries, but they had a bunch of guys on the COVID list. Yep. Yet, the and thing. They still won. Yeah, I, yes. That's why Tennessee is like the probably the scariest team on the list, is because they still win. <laughs> they don't care. Who's arguably their best defensive player missed the game against the Bills. You, you know who they're like? They're like the Patriots. When people go down, they don't care. They're still going to win the game, you know? Or, or the Niners against the Rams last or the, week. Or the Niners against the Rams last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, Vrabel, uh, Vrabel is slowly becoming uh, – I mean, Sean McDermott is still my favorite coach. Not I, – like, I got Sean McDermott down on the list, okay? I don't have Sean McDermott above Kyle Shanahan, okay? He's down on the list. All right, but he's still my favorite coach. Mike Vrabel is my second favorite coach. But Mike Vrabel is right behind Kyle Shanahan. If he wins a Super Bowl, bro, he's jumping Kyle Shanahan. Brable's <laughs> done great. He's done great. Yeah. And, uh, he's, he's a fiery defensive coach. And, I mean, yeah. His teams are I, tough, I bro. I don't, I don't mind that at all. The, the thing with the Tennessee that's interesting is Tannehill is playing lights out this year. He's not. And the difference is it's not like the Derrick Henry show that Tannehill is kind of you know, falling behind. It's actually the opposite if you watch these games. Tannehill is setting up Henry. Henry's yeah. all his yards came after Tannehill last week against Houston. Came after 
Um, Tannehill is torching Houston. I mean, Houston's defense is not good. Yeah. But Tannehill is really playing good football right now. And uh, do we trust it to make a playoff run? I don't know. I mean, yeah, he was a first-round pick, a former receiver in college at A&M, transferred a quarterback, and now he's, uh, I, yeah, he's playing great. I just think the coach-quarterback combo is, is really good. It, it's not that he's great and Vrabel's not great yet, but the fact that like the combination of the two really good. And, and do you like that more than Tomlin Roethlisberger? Nah, not not right now. No, Tomlin Roethlisberger. I don't think we've seen Ben Roethlisberger tested all season, so I'm hoping tomorrow's a good game. Because if you notice, most of the games they've just been. He hasn't really been tested yet. So yeah, that so that they are facing the 29th ranked pass offense. So. And that's the thing, Tennessee. Tennessee's pass offense, man. Uh, that's their. That's kind of their spot because their front seven's decent. Like, like they play good against the run or decent against the run. They're not. I think they're like middle of the pack, but um, their front seven holds up against the run. It's just the the pass. They get smoked. They get smoked on the pass. Uh, yeah. th- their best game was against Josh Allen, and that was that was pretty much it. Every other game, they've been pretty much smoked you know so yeah yeah so yeah I'm... Right, well, i feel like that goes to the contenders i wasn't i didn't disagree with you as much uh nfc honestly, of course only, nfc i don't have a ton of teams that think that i have a faith that win a super bowl i think it is kansas city is number one by themselves i still think they're the heavy favorites um i think you have like a pittsburgh tennessee um seattle tampa mix after that yeah, and and Baltimore, as long as they don't get matched up against Kansas City, I think they they like let's say let's say uh, Pittsburgh gets matched up against Kansas City before Baltimore, and Pittsburgh knocks out Kansas City. I can see Baltimore beating Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I I can't see Baltimore going. Baltimore doesn't have a chance against Kansas City. Like they mentally, they're done. They can't score the points. They can. They can't. See, I don't know. The thing with Baltimore is their pass offense has been rough this year. They have not looked great, which is weird um, considering all the hype coming into the season. Um, and the thing with Baltimore is Mer- Tennessee beat them last year in the playoffs too. So when you got another physical team that can run the match with them, Tennessee beat them in the playoffs, and Tennessee's better this year. Uh, Baltimore, I still believe in because I think Lamar Jackson's special and the defense special is a really good coach team. Uh, and I was reading they have the, by far the best special teams in the NFL. I guess it's not even close. Like there's advanced stats – on wins above, um, it's not wins above a placement, but uh, win metrics and their special teams is hands down the best in the NFL, and that is a big makes a big difference. Yeah, special teams is kind of that one thing that nobody talks about. And Harbaugh, ex special teams guy for guess who? Andy Reid. Andy, Andy Reid. Andy Reid's understudies. You watch him. Andy Reid's understudies, all good, all good. <laughs> Bill Belichick's yep. understudies. I can't name a playoff appearance. <laughs> Rabel doesn't count, right? Rabel doesn't Rabel count because he was with uh, he was with Bill O'Brien first. But honestly, who, who who taught him more? Yeah, no, Belichick did. So hypothetically, you could say Rabel is a Belichick guy. Right, Charlie Weiss, miserable. Romeo Cornell as a head coach, miserable. Like you're you're on to something there. Matt Patricia. No good. 
Um, who's who's the other guys? Uh, Josh McDaniels. When he's on the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um, and then now Joe Judge with for the Giants. I'm not saying that he can't. Uh, they have been improving, so I can't say that he's not the coach right now. But he's definitely not. Uh, he, I mean, he hasn't shown nothing yet, right? So it's like. I, so, real quick, the team in the AFC that I think can make some noise, uh, I don't know if they make a playoff. They may fight the seventh seed, but I think the Chargers. I think the Chargers are much better than the record. They've had some brutal losses like they do every year. Um, but against some really good teams, they sh- they are right there to win those games. And I think Herbert's playing lights out, and they're going to get healthier too. I'm not sure when Derwin James comes back. He makes a hell of a difference to that defense. Yeah. Um, the, but that would be my team the, in the, the AFC. Oh, you you think that team's the team that comes back? See, I would take Denver over them, and I'll tell you why. So we talked about oh, uh, physical presence on offense. Their old line, oh, bottom five old line. Chargers. Um, Chargers. Yeah, their old line, really bad. And Denver's old line's good. You think? Well, I don't think they're good, but I think they have a better chance to improve. Um, just because the Chargers' old line's been bad, like. For like in recent past, you know they yeah. haven't been very good. You know, so um, unless something changes there, like their next five games, the Chargers, you'll you'll find out real quick what they're gonna do. Like as an organization, next five games, um, whether they're gonna t- whether they're gonna try to like uh, rebuild or run with it, because if if they can if they can pick up two or three wins in the next three and they have a chance. Uh, I think they're just gonna stick with what they got. But if they if they keep losing like they are, um, Wait, go, 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 real quick, the Chargers defend the Chargers. Their last three games, they've lost the Chiefs, which they were winning in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, yeah. Lost the then they lost to Tampa Bay, winning in the fourth quarter, or right there to win in, in yeah. Tampa Bay. They lost to New Orleans, winning in the fourth quarter, winning overtime. I mean, we're we're talking some really hard losses against some. We just named two of our Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. So I think you're being a little hard of the of the Chargers saying a rebuild. And the only thing they keep losing. I think that they're playing good football. They just don't know how to win yet. Yeah. Well, I I've been saying that about the Chargers for a while. I mean, I think they're. I I think the AFC West could end up being super competitive at the end. You know, for that for that second spot in the AFC West. I I think I yeah, think yeah for sure. I think you all... don't trust the Raiders at this point. Still, I mean, I don't trust the Raiders. I. I want to root for the Raiders. Raiders are my second favorite team in the NFL. I want to root for them. Uh, but uh, trusting them, I don't know yeah. why I would have any reason to trust that defense though, to this point and trust them. But I do think they're a good team. Yeah. No, I that that makes sense. Uh, I, I like New England to rebound. That's the team I'll pick to rebound. I like New okay. England to rebound. Um, That's fair. So, All right, real quick. Last thing on the Jet. Last thing on the AFC. Do you want to know what the point differential for the New York Jets is this year? It's it's negative one ten. That is correct. <laughs> negative one hundred and ten points through six games. And it's not even close. The next best is like negative fifty six. Yeah, negative fifty six is Jacksonville. I have I have it right here. I wrote that down for my bottom twelve, so I already I had that stat. God, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, this We're is the only team in the NFL that hasn't scored <laughs> over 100 points this season, uh, and they've only scored 75. Yeah, that's not good. 
Uh, this is James Montgomery, and this was primarily pro football talk.